Hello and welcome to another one of our exciting podcasts. In this episode, we'll be discussing how companies can future-proof their operations against supply chain disruptions and key challenges facing businesses in today's economy. Well, with us to discuss these important topics is Vivek Ramachandran, Head of Global Trade and Receivables Finance at HSBC. Vivek first joined HSBC in 2015. He's assumed several senior management positions both within HSBC and in the financial sector. As Head of Global Trade and Receivables Finance, Vivek is focused on driving revenue growth through strengthening connectivity, deepening client wallet share and expanding product propositions and advancing our sustainable trade finance agenda. If we look now at the broader picture, how do you see the region performing against the current geopolitical backdrop in Europe where, you know, there's uh, a lot of struggles going on? Thanks, Phil. Um, By far, the best part of my job is meeting clients and meeting teams all over the world. So it's been six months. I've spent time in Asia, in the US, obviously in the UK and Europe, and now UAE. So I had three observations uh, over the last few days, spending time with the team and with clients here. Um, the first is uh, the region is looking beyond the f- next couple of years, which is important. So the luxury of uh, economic growth and the luxury of stability in uh, governance means you can plan further out. And that's really important when you're going through a, a time of turmoil. Uh, the second is HSBC and GTRF, our trade business, is incredibly well positioned to help clients as they go through that period. And But thirdly, I think uh, the region also has huge opportunity in terms of helping suppliers in other parts of the world and realizing that despite the region doing well, the world is a lot more interconnected. So you are going to have consequences from a slowdown or a recession, as the case may end up, in other parts of the world. And I'm not sure that every company is prepared for that. So thinking ahead and planning ahead for that scenario is going to be important. You mentioned about looking ahead for 24 months, two years. But prior to that, over the next 12 months, what are going to be the key challenges and also opportunities for businesses in the region? Um, Two immediate challenges and opportunities for the next uh, 12 months. The first is protecting on supply chain shocks. Supply chains over decades have evolved to meet one objective, which is cost minimization. And it's obvious in this region. The consequence of meeting that cost objective has been lack of resilience in supply chains. So it goes back to the point of the world being connected. So I think a risk to companies in this region is the fallout from a slowdown or financial pressure that suppliers are likely to come under. The opportunity is actually shaping supply chains more proactively. If I look at the use of trade solutions and financing is now more than a solution to mitigate risk or get financing, financing is a way through which you can influence the actions and behaviors of suppliers, I think the region is probably a step behind counterparts in uh, the US or Europe. So that's an untapped opportunity and I see that a big change there in the next 12 months. Very interesting insights from you. And uh, this one might overlap this next question. Uh, You talk about supply chain issues. So how can companies future-proof their operations against possible issues? And what really are going to be the best strategies to adopt given the current headwinds? So when I talk to companies, I say there are a few things you need to do to future-proof. The first is you need to know who's in your supply chain. The reality is the average company knows who they're buying from. They may know a tier two supplier because they nominate them, 
but the average company has no idea who's in the supply chain. So getting information about who is in your supply chain, building a level of transparency will only equip you for future shocks. So that's number one. The second is yes, obviously you wanna squeeze suppliers uh, on a cost basis and you wanna get, but you can compensate by helping them secure financing earlier in the production process on the basis of their relationship with you. So leverage your relationship with banks like our HSBC to help your suppliers earlier in the production process and by ideally extending contracts and giving them more certainty. That's the second. And the third is companies are now gonna be held liable for the actions of their suppliers and the actions of those in their supply chains. If you take the average retailer, over 90% of their carbon emissions are what are what we call, uh, what are measured as scope three emissions, i.e. emissions from their supply chains. So no matter what you do with your own operations, if you really wanna hit your sustainability objectives, you're gonna to have to influence the actions of those in your supply chains. So finding ways to influence, whether be it carrot or stick, uh, the actions of supply chains on the sustainability side or the environmental side is the third one. So those would be my three pieces of advice, which is learn about who's in your supply chain, help them earlier in the production process, and recognize that you have an, a role to play in driving sustainability actions through the supply chain. Three very key points there. And the focus of this podcast is very much supply chain. So with the surging inflation and rising interest rates, what is going to be the impact of those two on supply chains? So thankfully, in the region, interest rates are going up, but inflation is a lot lower than you've seen in other parts of the world. And that's a big positive. So that's one of the reasons I think companies are optimistic going into 2023, because the rate hikes coupled with inflation is a, is a difficult combination for suppliers to deal with. And inflation is going to be a lot more tempered in the region. So that's the first point. The second is, yes, the cost of financing to suppliers has gone up, which is especially why buyer-led payables financing programs or supply chain finance becomes so important, because your suppliers can leverage your credit standing to secure financing. They can do that at the post-shipment stage, but obviously they can also leverage their relationship with you to get financing pre-shipment. So, and this is, as I'd mentioned, is an area where I believe the adoption in the market is lower than other parts of the world. So that's a huge opportunity to tackle and make sure you do it proactively before you need to. Because typically, it takes a while to get these programs set up and scaled up. And if you only act when you have to, it's often too late. Okay, thanks very much. Now, finally, Vivek, uh, look at the position of HSBC. What is the position of HSBC in order to support companies to navigate the current uncertainties and really strengthen their supply chain challenges? Trade finance goes to the heart of why HSBC exists as a global bank. We were set up to help companies make international connections, and that's still our purpose statement. So we believe we are uniquely positioned to help companies connect with suppliers in different parts of the world and strengthen their supply chains. But equally, we believe the world of financing needs to evolve to keep up with how trade is working and how trade is changing. So we are working with clients to structure new solutions, be it on the payable side, be it on the receivable side, be it on platforms or embedded finance. So the world of trade finance is gonna look very different in the next five years from what it does today but that's because the world of trade is gonna look very different from what it does today. So our message to clients and our, my message to our teams is this is an incredibly exciting space to be. 
it goes to the very heart of why we exist as a global bank. And we're really well positioned to help our clients as they transition their supply chains, as they build new business models, and as they look at new opportunities. Interesting. Sounds like you might have a crystal ball there to uh, navigate through the next five years and see what the future might hold. So Vivek, we'll finish off. How can HSBC really help clients in regard to what you've been talking about? HSBC can help clients by obviously the suite of products we have, but more importantly is the people we have who can sit down with them and understand what their challenges are with supply chains today, where their opportunities to strengthen their relationships with suppliers and where their opportunities to meet their sustainability objectives. So this isn't a product off the shelf. This is a relationship that we've built with our clients over many, many decades in most cases. And so it, we can work with them to meet their objectives no matter what they may be, uh, whether it's resilience, whether it's sustainability, or whether it is cash flow optimization. Well, Vivek, thank you very much. Very insightful and a delight to be talking to you on this HSBC podcast. Thank you. A pleasure, Phil. Thank you. That's it for this episode. We look forward to welcoming you to the next one.